Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Baby Bowl 2020 here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I'm your host, Wes Easley. You can find me on Twitter, at Lofinit on Twitter. And also, I am joined, as always, by the creator of the Baby Bowl, Rob Norton. How you doing tonight, Mr. Norton? I'm doing good. How you doing, Wes? I am doing fine. You can find Rob over on Twitter, at Norton. Oh, man, Rob, I have forgot it. I didn't write it down. 0723, at Norton 0723. Look at that guy. Huh? I've got a memory recall tonight. I must have took my ginseng or something. <laughs> Came prepared. I, <laughs> I don't know. If I, I do have a Mountain Dew crack to the left of me. I don't think Mountain Dew has ginseng, although that would make quite an interesting little twist on the Mountain Dew. And, Rob, we uh, finished week eight, right? We're going into week nine. And you have somebody who you have known for a long time that was able to win last week as well, don't you? Yeah, uh, the guy who won week eight is uh, his name's Matt Polo, and um, we've been in the same you know home league for a long time now, probably thirteen years at this point. Wow. And I went to went to school with him. He graduated a year before me, so I've known him for a long time. Well, and we want to bring Matt into the program. How you doing tonight, Mr. Matt? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing fine. So you have known Rob for like 13 years whenever he was, I don't know, just getting started into fantasy football? Yeah, I've actually known Rob since we were little kids, probably, yeah. Way, yeah. way before high school. Really? Yeah, I was going yeah, to say, uh, his, I used to, his mom used to babysit me. <laughs> <laughs> way back, way back in the day. <laughs> so, so Matt, we, you know, I've I've gotten to know Rob over the last ten weeks or so, however long we've been doing this, talking about the baby bowl. And I, I talked just a little while ago with JB Barry on the on, on one of the podcasts on the Fantasy Magnet podcast, and I told him about whenever I got into fantasy football and I started understanding things. Those first two, three, okay, four or five years, because I've only been playing fantasy about five years, but, but those two, three or four years. I used to get very emotionally involved, okay? Like like if a trade didn't go my way or if I saw somebody make a trade go through, I just thought that it was like the end of the world, end of the world. I would kick it and screaming, and I always appreciate all of my uh, commissioners in, out there in the leagues that have been able to put up with me throughout all those times. Was Rob anything like that? Because Rob <laughs> seems to be such a cool, mellow guy. I think whenever I say that I had a fit, whenever something like that happened, People aren't surprised because I burn leagues down, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know so much about Rob. His uh, his little brother at times has a uh, a fit once in a while, but <laughs> Rob Rob's usually a uh, a pretty decent guy in our league. So yeah, I would say. I was going to say, I had to learn a lot about fantasy karma, we would call it, right? Whenever fantasy, when something doesn't go your way, you just wait a minute and let fantasy karma take over. I wasn't like that at first, Rob. Yeah, I was going to say, there, I'm sure there's been some times, especially in the younger younger years, that I've, I've gotten a little, little heated or a little emotionally involved. But like uh, Matt said, my, my brother is usually the one that's kind of more... <laughs> <laughs> More like that. My little brother is, he's, gets gets a little fired up from time to time. 
Oh, that's good. There's there's passion in those things. Uh, and that's, that's what true. we want about fantasy football. That's what we like about fantasy football. I love the roller coaster ride of fantasy football at different times. And one of those roller coaster rides is definitely this Baby Bowl uh, project that we're on. Such a unique scoring system. Uh, I think my summer is going to be filled with strategy this year about how to place differently in the Baby Bowl. Not that I'm doing terrible. I'm, ha- I'm at the midway point. I'm halfway through. That 44-point week just about killed me. But I, Rob, you and I both know. I haven't said that I've used a lot of big names. I got a lot of big names still out there that I'm waiting to use at some point. I'm hoping to make a big, strong push here, like like maybe some uh, ballots that we find in in Pennsylvania this this next weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I know uh, it's been it's been uh, different because there's a lot of people, especially a lot of people at the top. I know a lot of people at the top have used a lot of big names already, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if. Um, they can hold on while while people who like like yourself haven't used a ton of the uh, big names can uh, start to play those studs and and make a push. Now, of course, we got Matt on the winner from week eight, Matt Polo, and then we got wh- who did you have? You had to have had Dalvin Cook in your lineup last week, Matt. No, I actually did not. I had uh, I had Patrick Mahomes and uh, Devonte Adams were my two. Uh, my big two guys that scored well for me. That yeah, that those two guys could have brought a, a home a championship like they did last week for you. Uh, when we when we talk about baby bowl and we talk about those guys, this is of course elimination tournament is what I call it. I don't know what the real name is. It's where you use a player one time and then you can't use them again for the rest of the year. So you chose to use Patrick Mahomes, I guess, last week, uh, and that 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 seemed to be a good choice. And Devontae Adams went off, of course. So that was really good. And, and Rob, I kind of noticed that the scores, the high point totals, kind of seemed a little bit lower this week than normal. Yeah, I think so. The, um, you know, the uh, the top scores, um, 144.44 was what Matt's score was. And um, that was able to get it done this week. And we've seen some weeks where, you know, 180, 190 has been the top. Um, but I think that's the thing with – you know, obviously it fluctuates from week to week, but I think like we were talking about with the, uh, the players, you know, people, some people running out of, uh, star players to use the, the scores might start to get lower and lower. And then, you know, the, the winning scores might be a little bit lower and, and those people who've, uh, haven't used them can capitalize. Yeah. Well, I'm trained to get that middle score, you know, so I'm, I'm doing, real, <laughs> I'm training, I'm training myself. I'm pacing myself for that middle score. Uh, th- those were two really good picks. Who did you have at running back last week, Matt? Uh, I had uh Derek Henry and then uh Boston Scott, which Henry, Henry did decent. Scott put in a handful of points also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I expected more out of Derrick Henry last week. I really did, and it just never came to fruition. I don't think. Who were some of those big players that you had, Rob? Because I saw that you you placed pretty well. Yeah, I finished top half. Um, my uh, my week. Um, this this was actually my lowest week of all. It was the first time I scored under under a hundred, um, but still, I can't complain too much. Um, Keenan Allen and Brandon Ayuk were uh, my two biggest, along with Travis Fulgham. And I know uh, Matt also had Ayuk. That was an overlapping player that we had. Um, but yeah, so those those three were basically what carried me. The rest of the rest of my lineup uh, did not do very well. 
Yeah, I had Ayuk as well. I think he was one of those fellows I had. I ended up sticking um, uh, Cam Newton in as my quarterback last week, just hoping that I could get one last little squeeze out of him because I didn't play him earlier in the year when he was really hot, and I didn't expect him to be that hot. Then he kind of took a hiatus. So I was I was kind of happy that I got 18 uh, fantasy points out of him last week. Yeah, he was definitely he was definitely solid. Like you said, he had a couple really down weeks um, after starting out really hot. So yeah, I would have I would have been happy with it too. I played uh, Carson Wentz, so it didn't go very well for me because he didn't even didn't even get ten. So um, that was pretty disappointing. Yeah, and I met you're not in that chat group, I don't think, with us. And in that chat group, that start we we've started using the word burned. So uh, Rob burned. Uh, was burned by Carson Wentz and he burned up Carson Wentz because he can't use him anymore this year. Uh, who, who, uh, I had DJ Dallas, Matt, as my running back who really surprised me a little bit in Seattle, but I had to use him because I never even heard of a DJ Dallas before last week and I don't know that I'll ever hear of him again. And then uh, with with the other running back, I was able to play Jamal Williams as well because I didn't use him that week before. And I guess I'm kind of glad I did now that he went on that COVID list. Who did, did you have any other big scores? I, you, I know you said those two were your big scores. And with Brandon Ayuk, he didn't do too bad. He had 20-something points. Matt? Um, I also had uh, Travis Kelsey. Oh. I, started, I started him. Um, in my flex spot, I went with uh, Richard Higgins from Cleveland. And he... Uh, he really burned me on the uh, the snow hail that Cleveland weather had on Sunday. So he didn't he didn't do me too well this week. No, no, I had Kareem Hunt in one of my leagues, and Kareem Hunt had like six points or something. I was going, I thought this was a time when he was supposed to eat. And actually, I, Rob, I haven't played Kareem Hunt yet this year in Baby Bowl, even though he was the only running back in Cleveland. I think he does better whenever he's not the only running back right now. I, I like how he's matched up and paired with uh, whoever it was that went on IR. And I just like how Kareem Hunt's able to come in off the bench with fresh legs, and then he just really kind of just breaks off that huge run. Yeah, that 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 was one guy that really uh, let me down this week because I played, I played Kareem Hunt, and he only scored 9.3 in, in the Baby Bowl. Um, and I was just thinking, I was like, you know, this is going to be the last – the last week that he's this or this could be the last week that he might be the workhorse so i wanted to get him in there and it was a great matchup and everything i just thought he was going to smash and he uh he definitely let me down for sure oh speaking of letdowns my guy jimmy graham i don't know if it was him who let me down uh, the way troy aikman was talking jimmy graham was letting everybody down on sunday by easing up on his routes and everything like that is what he was saying but there was that time when he was right there in the end zone, and I thought that he could have caught a touchdown pass if I had lobbed it to him underhand from my playing my slow-pitch softball days. And uh, Nick Foles just didn't throw it to him. Yeah, Jimmy Graham ended up with three points. He really made me cry as a dad, a uh, proud owner of, a, of him in Baby Bowl last week. I also had Denzel Mims. I took a little flyer on him thinking he's only pass-catching uh, pass wide receiver in New York. And also – I. Uh, another one, Deontay Harris. I, 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 he got me last week, but if I didn't use him last week, I thought he was on a little heater, maybe because he had 14 points the week before, and that just didn't. Happen. I finished with 99 points, so I, or 96 points, something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased with that. I, I can live with that for last week. Yeah, that's that's definitely respectable for sure. Like anytime you're, I feel like anytime you're approaching 100 or getting in that range, 
you know, it's a, it's at least a solid week, and you can feel pretty decent about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so Matt, we're we're looking ahead to this week, and we see all these different matchups that we have, and of course, I think one of those big matchups to me is that Arizona Cardinal game, Rob and Matt. I, I'm looking to possibly take some Arizona Cardinals this week. Are you in agreement with me on that, Matt, or are you looking in a different direction for maybe a quarterback? Um, well, in one of my fantasy football leagues, I do have the little guy, uh, Kyler Murray, and I am going to start him over um, Justin Herbert in my league. So, oh. I mean, that's a toss-up between the two of them. I just think the the matchup with Kyler against Miami, even though Miami's defense did do extremely well last week, I think I think Kyler is just gonna he'll be a top eh, I want to say three, but top five quarterback for the year, definitely in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's a uh, maybe a poor man's version of Lamar Jackson this year. Uh, maybe I don't like saying poor man's version uh, with him. Maybe he's the little man's version of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I don't know how you called him? He's so fast, man, and 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 his feet just move so quick. I, I I really like that. I like I like that about him a lot. And Miami could be in for. Yeah, they had a lot of adrenaline last week with Tua being in there as their starter and everything. I think that it could be a letdown game for them having to go on the road at Arizona. Arizona, of course, coming off a bye week. It's going to be a long day for Tua uh, this next Sunday in Arizona. Rob, I think another game that people are really targeting, of course, each and every week is that Seattle and Buffalo game. I burned Josh Allen a couple of weeks ago, and I can't use him this week, but it kind of looks like a good matchup to me against Seattle. Yeah, I was gonna say that I love I love Josh Allen this week. Um, and anytime you get a quarterback going against Seattle, well, apparently except for last week with Garoppolo, but any uh, most of the time that quarterback is is gonna do well because Seattle lets up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the most yards, and everything. Um, and a lot of it is just part of it is the fact that they're secondary isn't good and the other part is the fact that they you know they they get a lead so teams are trying to throw more because they're playing from behind so I I love Josh Allen that this week and I haven't used Josh Allen so as of right now he's in my lineup so um you know I would definitely recommend whoever hasn't used him to uh plug him in yeah, I, I leaned a little bit on Stephon Diggs, uh, Diggs this week as well. I just think that he'll be able to break loose maybe for one touchdown. And if he doesn't happen now, I'm really scared that the weather's going to change uh, in those Buffalo games with all the outdoor games that they play in that area. So I, I'm I'm trying to squeeze a little bit of juice out of Buffalo while I still can right there. Uh, running backs this week. Matt, they, it's kind of strange because it seems like all the running backs are starting to go down a little bit. <laughs> like we're having to talk a lot about those backup running backs. And I still, I'm looking at that Arizona game and I see Chase Edmonds sitting there. I'm not sure how much longer we're going to have him solo, but man, he sure does tear up the league whenever he gets an opportunity. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't think, I haven't used Chase yet. Um one of the other guys I like that they're just um, he uh, hasty tonight, Jamichael Hasty mm-hmm. for San Fran. You know he's their fifth or sixth running back. I hope he actually does something because I plugged him in and started him tonight. 
I think that's a smart move. I did the same thing because I don't know when we'll be able to play him again. And if, if, if it's anything like usually, uh, usually what happens, San Francisco running back will go out in the first quarter with an injury anyway. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta play him while we can, right, Matt? Exactly. <laughs> I think I started the wide receiver there too. I don't even know what his name is. I just put him in there because <laughs> I only had like four to choose from. And I think that's all San Francisco has to choose from too. And I was just, I was like, Hey, I'm putting him in there. I don't care. Cause I'll, I, I, at this point, Rob, I think we're all looking at some of these people and all of a sudden now we're facing the realization we're going to run out of players before the end of this year. Yeah. See, that's, that's the thing is that that's why when we've talked about this, you know, a few times on the pod before, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But for me, I, I never feel bad, even if it doesn't work out because I think to myself, like, when am I ever going to use these guys? So, um, yeah, like, because, you know, you only have a certain, you know, player pool to, to choose from and, and it thins up quick when you're using, you know, seven guys a week. So hasty, hasty actually wasn't someone that I, I ended up using. I considered him along, like I debated back and forth, whether to use him or not. Um, I probably really should have. So we'll see how he, he turns out tonight. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I put in my calculator, my little football calculator too, that he was going up against Green Bay and that's always something that I'm looking for. I uh, hope that he gets to pick up right where Dalvin Cook left off last week is what I'm hoping. And once again, it, Baby Bowl is a unique scoring system, right? So we have to be able to look at this scoring system in a different light and a different different perspective than we do in any other league that I'm in. And it, and, and I always like to compare it to DFS, but it's not really. I mean, it kind of is because we're looking for matchups. But I don't know about you. I'll get my heart set on somebody. And I don't know if it's like this with you too, Matt. I'll get my heart set on somebody and I'll go to my lineup and I'll be like, oh, crumbs. I burned him in week two, you know, and I and I only got five points out of him. Oh, man. And so I can't use him that week when I think that he has an even better matchup. But I'm sorry, my crystal ball is not that polished and I can't look that far down the road. Have you ever done that too, Matt? Oh, absolutely. Um Couple couple years ago, um, my fantasy league that I'm in with my brother, we do a we do a playoff um, survival type league <laughs> where you have to draft. You know, we we get together and we draft players, and you have to logically think, are you know, is this team going to win? It's not like the regular season where you are going to play, you know, 14, 15, 16 games. This is is your team going to win in the playoffs and you draft those guys? So I've had a few years of trying to look ahead, but it still doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to get mad at Rob saying that he brought in a ringer here. Uh, You know, (laughs) before this, but then he said it doesn't help. So I don't, uh, I'm towards the bottom bottom of of the scoring. So I won this week, but I'm bottom third, bottom fourth of the league right now. So I was thinking about that too, Rob. I'm right there in the middle. I'm I'm just I'm hanging out in the thirty range or somewhere, maybe a little bit lower. So I'm not I'm not doing too shabby. You're still up there in the top ten, though, I believe. Yeah, I'm actually doing pretty well, surprisingly. I'm uh, one, two, three, sixth right now. Um, so I can't be too upset with with how it's how it's gone so far and i've used a lot of those guys like i said that were like the the injury fill-in so i i actually do have a decent amount of you know kind of star players left too 
Yeah, and I I think we Mr. McCarthy is still sitting on top of our board. I always call him Mr. McCarthy. I must have had a teacher <laughs> somewhere along the way named Mr. McCarthy, and I think he's all right with that. I, I hope he is. But Matthew McCarthy is still leading our leaderboard uh, there on the Baby Bowl 2020. And who is that, Joshua Cho? Chow? Is that how you say it? I think Cho, yeah. I think Joshua oh. Cho. Yeah, he's closing in on him. He's a point behind, I think. Ooh, that's <laughs> tight race. Dude. Uh, I, you know what Cho's going to do? He's going to demand a recount is what he's going to do. He's going to make sure that this scoring system. Uh, Steve Howard, J- Jason Polo is is right there. Justin Lay and, of course, Rob Norton. Retired and wired. Biden has – I ain't going to read that one. I'm going to get sued if I read that one. Uh, Jesse Clark and Jacob Dunn, I think, round out our top ten right there. I'm not sure who, who the Biden guy is. Who's Who's the Biden guy? Do you know who it is? Yeah, his name's uh, John Chunuk. He uh, he's at, I'm actually in like uh, a uh, one of my home leagues. He's he's uh, in it, so I know okay. him. Yeah, and and you mentioned you know when you're running through the names, you uh, you named uh, Matt's brother Jason Polo is his his brother. He's sitting in fourth. Well, and and I yeah, thank you for confusing me a little bit on that because I went oh the same last name. Now am I talking to that same person? He said he was just at the bottom, so I was running through all that in my head. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it gets a little late here on a on a baby bowl night. But you are listening to the Baby Bowl 2020 podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Loafinit Wes Easley. You can also find Rob Norton, who is our uh, founder of the Baby Bowl at Norton zero seven two three. Make sure you're following. The Fantasy Impact Today Network over on Twitter, at FI Today with a little underscore. And head over to Anchor FM, and you can find whatever listening platform you like to listen to podcasts on. And you can slap those stars if it happens to be the iTunes app, whatever app that it is that you like to listen to it. You can find it right there on the Anchor FM app. And you can link up to all those different podcasting platforms. And whatever you do, find a way to make a review or give a comment or something like that. We appreciate you sharing this Baby Bowl podcast as well. Uh, A lot of big numbers whenever we're listening, wherever I'm looking back at these things, Rob. Uh, Baby Bowl Podcast is doing very, very well. Who else are you eyeballing, Rob, this week for DFS? Because you are a DFS guru who comes out with some DFS articles at Norton 0723 at the end of the week. Who are some other quarterbacks that people are going to start building some stacks around this week? Yeah, in terms of, you know, DFS stuff, um, I know uh, I'm sure people will go to the the Buffalo-Seattle game. That's a that's a one that's going to be, I think, a favorite to stack. Whether you're going to be using Josh Allen, and you could use Josh Allen and Diggs, and bring it back with Lockett or Metcalf, or you could do, do the other side of the game, go with Wilson, um, and then stack him with either one of Lockett or, or Metcalf, or even both, and bring it back yeah. with Diggs. I mean, that would be expensive, but if you if you were to do something like that, um, the prices would be a lot, but. You could always uh, throw Cole Beasley there too, because um, you know Cole Beasley, he's he's been pretty good this year, and uh, he he runs out of the slot, and and Seattle actually uh, lets up more production from the slot than any team in the league. So um, that could be a sneaky one, if especially if he's getting overlooked. Um, so so in terms of stacks and and, and uh, things like that, the, those two will probably be you know the most popular. That game will probably be the most popular. I am looking at Deshaun Watson this week in Houston against that Jacksonville Jaguar defense. I almost think the Jacksonville Jaguars have kind of laid down a little bit this week. I'm just not sure who uh, Deshaun is going to throw the ball to in Houston. It seems to just kind of change a little bit. And I know Will Fuller 
Will Fuller's there, and he's due for one of those huge weeks, I believe, possibly. So I might stack him up with Will Fuller, actually, Rob. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a definitely a nice one, too. Um, if I remember correctly, Jacksonville might be the worst team, like, in, according to DVOA pass defense. So oh. um, I, don't quote me on that, but I, I'm pretty sure that's that's what I've was doing because I've been doing some little research on it uh, for my article, but yeah, they, they, uh, I like, I like Watson a lot this week as well. So, you know, especially for baby bull too, if you haven't used him, um, he's, he's another one you could throw in there, but like you said, with the stack, you could, you could do one or both of, uh, fuller cooks and, you know, bring it back with Chark if you wanted, or James Robinson on the other side. Um, I don't know if I would recommend, the other side, I mean, you're gonna be going with stacking with Jake Luton or Luton. Um, I mean, as a way to get some leverage in in DFS, you probably could because I don't think he's gonna be that heavily owned. So you could you could do something like that and uh, you know play one of the receivers. You could do a skinny stack and just play one of the. Um, you could just play Chark with with Luton, or you could just even get even crazier and play. Keelan Cole with Luton and uh, bring it back with one of the receivers on the other side. I've been pounding the table for Conley all week. I will not yeah. budge. All right. Yeah. I'm playing <laughs> Conley all week long. Hey, Matt, you mentioned uh, Justin Herbert earlier and uh, Rob just brought up Luton. Let me ask you something, Matt, because it seems like you're a little savvy guy here on, on uh, fantasy football and it may not even be fantasy football, just maybe NFL is what my direction from my question is coming. Actually, if you were starting a franchise and you had those three big names that were quarterbacks coming out last year, Justin Herbert wasn't a huge name, but man, he's made a huge impact in the NFL for sure. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa and uh, who's who's a Cincinnati? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. If you could start a franchise now after watching all three of them, who would you want to start a franchise with? Well, with seeing a little bit more of Joe Burrow, I think he's got the slight edge over Justin Herbert, but I mean, you put him behind maybe the same, the same line, the same receivers, and it's tough. I I think Joe, just from winning a national championship, I think he has everything mentally. You know, he is focused on the game. I think Justin's right there, but. I, I might have to go with Joe Burrow on this one. I might have to, too. I watched him dance out of the pocket last week under a whole bunch of pressure and just wiggling around back there, looking like Fred Astaire with a football, right? And when he finally got in the clearing, he, he, he threw it in the direction of somebody, but he was really throwing it away. And I was thinking, wow, what poise from a rookie quarterback that was under huge duress uh, in that Tennessee Titan game uh, on that play anyway. And, and it was at a critical juncture of the game and he made a great decision. And I, I was, I was just, I've always been impressed with how he has played the football game. Uh, Rob, I think another big one could be this Denver Bronco and the Atlanta Falcon game. I know that point total is sitting at 50, but if I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, man, this one's going over because both of these teams offensively seem to be clicking a little bit more than they were earlier in the year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd take the over in that game. And I mean, I always target, I always try to target games that are played in a dome 
just because you're, you know, you're not dealing with any weather, um, you know, it's faster and, it, you know, you generally get a few more plays, you know, a few more plays lead to a few more chances of scoring, more offense. Um, and yeah, the Atlanta is not a good defense at all. So um, I always like to target passing game against them, especially. So I like Locke this week and especially, especially on DraftKings, he's really cheap. So um, he's going to be popular pay down option. But like you said, like that game looks like it's going to go over both, both offenses look like they're clicking, especially if Calvin really plays um, that will be, you know, a boost for the Atlanta offense and Matt Ryan in general. And, you know, I think at, Atlanta will be able to score enough to, to push the pace with uh, Denver scoring as well. So I'm expecting a high scoring game in that one. Uh, can, can baby bowl owners or should baby bowl owners this week, Matt, should they play Antonio Brown? Can they feel confident in playing him? We don't know how long we'll ever have Antonio Brown on the field, right? I mean, he it, it's a week-to-week thing, even though he's not injured. And we just don't know how long we'll see him there. And I think the NFL is still under... Uh, a little, he's still under a little bit of scrutiny from the NFL. So, should they play him this week, or should they hold off and wait till he gets a little more warmed up in that Tampa Bay system? Um, I think the game is going to be. It could be a shootout. So, I mean, it could be a. I don't want to say a high-scoring game, but it could be a pretty good back-and-forth game where maybe he does get a handful of catches and a touchdown. Maybe, you know, I don't think Tom Brady's going to try to feed him the ball. He's got too many other weapons. I mean, in my opinion, I, I'm I'm not going to start him this week. Um, but, I mean, if he looks okay this week, it might be, you know, someone to start next week. That's for sure. And I, I think anybody who we see coming off the bench, like the deep bench like he was, <laughs> we may want to think about using him at some point, if he does look okay, because those hamstring injuries and, and and groin injuries and stuff like that are just waiting for somebody who maybe hasn't had a lot of NFL time under his belt in a season. That's what I'm thinking, Rob. I I know Patrick or Patrick Rivers. I was sitting there looking at Patrick Mahomes, and I was thinking about <laughs> Philip Rivers at the same time. I know Philip Rivers did a great job last week, but we got to stay against uh, stay away from that Indianapolis cold offense against those Baltimore Ravens, don't we? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it, it was weird because in that game or in the game last week, um, Jordan Wilkins got a lot of run and, and apparently, you know, Jonathan Taylor was dealing with a little bit of an ankle issue. So that'll be something to, to monitor if you're looking to play either of them. But yeah, it, it's it's always tough playing playing anyone against Baltimore. Um, they're always a good defense. And, you know, as it, as it sits right now, I'm, I'm not even considering pretty much anyone from the Colts for my baby ball lineup. Okay. Matt, let me ask you this. You said you burned Derrick Henry last week, I believe. Uh, uh, what running back are you looking to target this week? If you're looking to target any of them, are you in the, Hey, I need to scroll through these running backs and see which ones I can survive with mode. Um, let me bring them up. What I have left on my baby bowl, real quick. <laughs> That's always the problem, isn't it? It's like, like I said, I get my heart set on somebody, and I start looking around. And I'm going, oh no. <laughs> um, two of two of my options because I did write down a handful of different people. Um, James Conner going yeah. against Dallas's defense. 
might, you know, might do something or uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire against Carolina were kind of two of them that I was, I was looking at. And then I did, I, I mean, I did start to Mike, to Michael hasty tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, Rob, who do you like there out of those? I must say those last two, which one do you like better? Do you like Connor better or do you like CEH better? Um, out of the two, I definitely like Connor better. Just the, just the uncertainty with, um, with Le'Veon Bell that being around um, gives the gives the edge to to Connor and you know Connor is one that I'm considering as well. Um, you know I I Connor against Dallas is is really nice. I I still haven't used Dalvin Cook, so he's one that I'm heavily debating if I want to use. I mean that Detroit matchup and him coming off that monster game. I mean he's just He's just awesome, and he, and we know he's you know he's already missed a couple or missed some time this year. So you know that's a guy that I'm thinking about. I want to get in there before he possibly gets hurt. I mean, fingers crossed he doesn't, but you know you never know. And then we mentioned another guy we mentioned before earlier was uh, Chase Edmonds, and um, he's almost a guarantee for me at this point because. Uh, who knows when when Drake is coming back? I mean, there was some some word that he's he the injury's not as bad as it as it seemed at first, so he could be back next week. Even I mean, I don't know if he will or not, but I'd rather just use Edmonds while he's got the workload. No, I agree with you. I I wouldn't be too concerned about Drake. I told uh, JB Barry on the Fantasy Magnet podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network that I've you know this. I've watched Kenny and Drake for years, and it was back in the day when it was little Kenny Drake uh, at <laughs> Alabama, and I knew he was going to get banged up. But he always gets banged up each and every year, and he just doesn't heal very fast either. That's just not what he does. He's he's toughed it out, and he's been a player that goes out there each week. But after he gets hurt, he seems to get hurt every single week. And it's just one of those things that I remember from Alabama. And, you know, that coach smoke out of Arizona was pretty strong this past, uh, before the NFL kicked off with Kenny Drake, with Kenny and Drake. I'm sorry, I'm going to quit calling him Kenny. At some point, he will get <laughs> mad at me. But Kenny and Drake, uh, this year, you had that walking boot before the season started, and they said it was nothing to worry about. And then he struggled early in the year. And the only thing I could figure it was, was that he was a little more injured and he was trying to tough through that injury a little bit for that team. But we also saw uh, 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 Murray sit there and run crazy at the beginning of this year. So I don't know. I think there was more to it than that. So I'm not going to trust that smoke coming out of the Arizona Cardinal camp right now about his injury. Matt, let me ask you this question. Tight end is always, always, when I start looking at these, sitting here looking at these weeks, right? And there, there's there's not enough tight ends to go around for Baby Bowl. So we got to really pick and choose wherever we can use these guys in a, a good a good matchup. Who are you looking at for tight end this week? Um, My two options, I'm kind of looking at Noah Fant. You know, there was that Denver mm-hmm. versus Atlanta matchup. And then someone, someone that Rob, you know, the team that Rob said he wasn't even looking at was uh, Trey Burton for Indy. It might be Philip Rivers. I think they're going to have to throw the ball, and maybe it's just a lot of checkdowns to Trey Burton where he just gets, you know, some garbage points. That, that's a good theory. Plus, Jonathan Taylor's a little bit banged up, and Trey Burton's been getting a lot of handoffs too. So maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. he'll get a rush. Might get a goal line carry for a touchdown again. 
Evan Ingram and him have got to have a side bet on which tight end is going to have the most rushing yards this year. <laughs> uh, Rob, who are you looking at? Because I'm eyeballing Evan Ingram. I don't know if I've used him or not, but I'm eyeballing Evan Ingram against the Washington football team. Yeah, that's not bad. And then, you know, Matt brings up a good point. Um, Trey Burton, I, don't, I actually don't mind Trey Burton. Um, I kind of overlooked that one a little bit with – with uh, just the the whole Colts versus Baltimore thing, but um, Trey Burton's actually a guy I've looked at, you know, specifically for DraftKings, just because his price is low and he's getting he's actually getting good usage. And you know, he made Matt made a good point that you know if they're if they're down and throwing, you know, that's more that's more pass volume. And you know, if they can't get to those receivers with the, if the corners are locking them down, he's going to have to check down a lot and, you know, it could be good for Trey Burton. So I don't mind Trey Burton. I love the Noah Fant call. Um, Fant, I think has had like five plus targets in I think every game that he's been active and he's pretty much, I mean, Judy is probably the best play offensive skill player they have in terms of pass catchers, but he's also a rookie. So um, Fant is, has kind of been the featured weapon with, uh, you know, Sutton out and Fant was dealing with a little bit of an injury before as well. But, um, I believe he's, you know, he's one of the higher, uh, he's like top five among tight ends in terms of, uh, targets per game, I believe. And so, you know, in that Atlanta matchup, I like, I like Fant a lot. Um, yeah. And then obviously if you haven't used, uh, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, those kind of guys, those are, those are guys that are good every single week, so you can never never go wrong with those guys. Now, you weren't supposed to say Darren Waller. You weren't supposed to <laughs> see. I'm trying to sneak up on everybody here, and now you yeah. mentioned no. I, I we love helping each other out in the baby bowl. We always share our own strategies there, the baby bowl and different things. We're having a lot of fun in that big long chat group that we've got going on there on Twitter. Hey, Matt. Congratulations for winning this week, my friend. I hope I have an opportunity to talk to you again. And thank you for letting us inside of some of Rob's secrets and how calm he has been throughout the years. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and and do appreciate talking to you. And you can tell your brother that I'm coming for him. Okay, I'm coming for him. All right. All right. Hey, Rob, great job again. Look forward to your DFS article you have coming out at the end of the week. I, I, is it always on Fridays that you put it out? Yeah, it's either I'll either um, it'll either be Friday or Saturday. It just depends. Um, usually, if I can get it done by Thursday night, I submit it to the uh, editors, and then it just depends on how busy they are at that point. So um, I try to get it in by Thursday night, and then that way they can hopefully get it edited and published by Friday after Friday morning, Friday afternoon, and I can get get it out there. Matt, do you hear this guy? I mean, you know, he had to count. He was pretending to count where he was on the baby bowl. You know, oh, let's see here. I'm, I'm two, three, four, five, <laughs> six. He did that, and and now he's got editors too, right? I have to submit. I have to submit these things to the editors, and then hopefully they get them back to me in time for all the peasants to be able to read these things. We, we are sitting in the, <laughs> we are sitting in the midst of fantasy royalty here, Matt. Is what we're doing. <laughs> every every week he writes he writes his articles and uh, our group chat for our league he um he sends over you know, I don't even know if they're edited yet I think he sends them over to us and then uh, then we get another one I think we get like ten a week I, I don't know how many how many books he's publishing this year but. <laughs> 
Well, he he can name it King King of the Baby Bowl is what he could do. I'm just giving you a hard time, Rob. I know you know oh, that. We appreciate sure. you so much uh, for giving all your insight and everything. And I know everybody has really uh, benefited from having a lot of your fantasy advice, not only in that Baby Bowl chat room, but also in your articles and other things. So I appreciate it, my man. You can find that article over on his Twitter handle, at Norton0723 on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Loafinit on Twitter. And don't forget to follow the Fantasy Impact Today Network, at FI Today with a little underscore. You'll see me post different people's articles here in the fantasy football community, in the fantasy basketball community, just in sports in general. Rob's, for example, will be on there whenever he posts it. I like to post those things right there on FI Today with a little underscore. You can find so much good information right there. Don't forget to head over to Anchor FM where you can find all the Fantasy Impact Today network podcasts. Make sure you subscribe on whatever your your favorite listening platform is because Anchor supplies all those things for us. But more importantly than all that, we always want to encourage you to go out into the world and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.